Welcome to a wild weird. One thing that's been kind of like on my mind for a while, and this is after watching that George Carlin documentary right. on um, HBO Max, because <laughs> all you need to grab, you can grab it. Go ahead. Yeah, I got you. Oh, I didn't even think about that. We should put a like a, a yeah, stool or something right there. I had that. Remember that record yeah, record yeah. table I had? Yeah, that broke. I put it in the garage for like twenty minutes to like to rearrange, mm-hmm. and then Selena knocked it over and it broke. Oh damn! She's so <laughs> like, "Oops." I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I, I spent like 40 bucks on the thing. It was custom made. Mm-hmm. Like a lady in Wilsonville made it. I don't I don't remember her name. Shout out whoever you are. But Shout out. No, dude. I watched that George Carlin documentary. Uh, it's called George Carlin's American Dream. Uh, directed by like I think Judd Apatow and uh, his production company. And this guy is very brilliant comedian. Had a like crazy upbringing. Was in the war. Um. I believe Vietnam or Korea. I think it was Korea. And then got into comedy, working for different shows. He he did a, a segment on the Ed Sullivan show back in the day. I think it was early 60s, mid-60s, or I think early 70s maybe. And But towards the end, people started – like he became very nihilistic and in the 90s and late 80s. And people were kind of like – is he – he became very – not hopeful like he was losing his hope his whole thing was like talking about humanity and the problems that we have and as he got older he lost hope he basically during an interview said that like he does what made him happier and less stressed a human is not expecting anything from people because he got disappointed by people so often Mm -hmm. where he's like i'm just not going to be disappointed i'm going to let humanity destroy itself and be entertained by it and I can and people loved that about him. And there's like a part of me, I would say like 90% of me who doesn't believe that because like and he had a daughter. He had children. I feel like you can't think that way with children. And I don't know if it's because, you know, when I look at my kids, I see me and how I treat my kids is kind of like a reflection of how I feel as a child. Or back in the day or how I felt as a child. But when I see my kids, I'm like, I can't think that way because I want them to be happy and have a shot. Like, we're 30 years old. We're not dead yet, so there's opportunity in the future. But we've taken or, if anything, blown some opportunities that were given to us. They haven't had those opportunities yet. So as a parent, I want them to have a fair shot at being happy and doing the things they want to do. And guess what? When the, If the world is destroyed, they don't get that opportunity. Two ways I'm fucked is that if the world goes to shit and things start falling apart, that makes it harder on me. I don't want to fucking live in a post-apocalyptic world with a one-year-old strapped to my back and a toddler. That makes things very difficult yeah. because I know I'm not eating because whatever food I find goes to the babies. Right. I feel sorry for the dogs because you're straggling along and following us around if you want, and you're getting the leftovers because, or you might just leave me like fuck these people right. and go be with the cats and go scavenge for your own food. Mm-hmm. Most likely, I think that would probably happen. Dogs would scavenge, but I don't like I I I just can't think that way. Like as I I could see 
is it being a reality? Like when you see the world, things happening in the world, you want to shelter that away. from You want to shelter that away from your children and kind of make the world a safe place for them. And for me, when I, and I'm sure every parent thinks this way, but when I see my kids, I see the most innocent little kids. No offense to the parents out there who have asshole kids. Cause if you have asshole kids, you're an asshole, right? I don't know if I've done anything to make my kids this great, but my kids are the nicest, most sweetest, kind-hearted little individuals ever. They never do anything mean to other kids or other people. Leave is by far the most pure-hearted child I've ever seen in my life. All he wants to do is be happy and be nice to other kids and play. He goes – he walks through the store telling everybody, like, hi, friend. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, like – and that's what a kid does. So when you see that, it's like, is it – I'm just everything I'm seeing is reflecting back to me. Like I see a child who is just trying to be a child and to be like that's that's who we all are at the core before right. the world fucks us up. Yeah, it corrupts and, you. Before it corrupts you. Yeah. And when I see him, I'm like, I gotta do my best to not let the world corrupt you. And it's gonna happen. Like I'm only in control of so much. Hopefully I can keep him sheltered and not corrupted for uh, most of his young life. But, and also I was sheltered as a kid. My parents let me do shit until I was like 12 years old. And then all of a sudden they're like, we don't care anymore. We're in our forties and we're tired. Mm. You can go venture off into the world. (laughs) I think you of all people even noticed that to where like, when we first uh, ran to each other again in sixth grade. Right. My mom, I told my mom, I didn't tell my mom that I was going to go to your house after school. Yeah, she found you. And bro. she found me. I don't even live that far away. I could have, like, gotten her. I was going to get a ride home from, like, I think your parents, or I was going to call them to come pick me up. Right. My mom drove, she got off work early to drive all the way to your house without even knowing where I was at, just assuming I was there to find me. And I got in a lot of trouble for that shit. Yeah. Like, my parents sheltered me. And in a way that might have been good because I think for a certain period of my life, I was kind of – I felt very naive for I would say most of my life. And I still am kind of naive now. Maybe it's naive of me to think that I can protect my children and keep them from being corrupted by the world. Because right. like now – I know there's going to reach a point where I have to figure out a way to – teach my children to still maintain who they are because that's what I'm trying to do now. Like, do you ever feel like you're, this is just my personal struggle, but like, do you ever feel that you're kind of trying to go back to a mindset or state of mind? Like, especially this happened recently, which I quit smoking cigarettes, right? Where I'm like, Mm -hmm. who was I before I started smoking cigarettes? Right. I started actually thinking about that. Like, what what was my personality? Like, why did I even start using it to cope with something? And I mean, I was in high school, so it's whatever stress I was going through at the time. Maybe it was school. It was failure, relationships, whatever. Right. I found an excuse to start smoking, right? And just like how some people – or it could have just been an experimental thing of I'm going to try it, and then I got hooked, you know? That happens too. So. That happens to a lot of people. Right. And so I started thinking about that. Like started thinking about can I be that person? Can I find that like 
even though the world's going to keep happening and I'm, I'm going to have to go to work. I'm going to have to wake up in the morning and be a father and be a husband, but also not be a miserable piece of shit and like find myself again because I felt for, I felt for like probably the last 10 years I was living on autopilot, you know, like you're just going to work You're trying to, I was in survival mode for 10 years and maybe now because I'm a little bit more comfortable and I may, I have more time to think. It's like, I, I thought about this. I heard something yesterday back to that documentary I was telling you about where his wife died. Uh, they were married. He was a very famous man, and him and his wife stayed married the entire time. Like, they stayed married for 40-plus years mm-hmm. and were very happy. And they had their struggles just like any other relationship. They're, the guy was a severe cocaine addict, so like, and he had a, a small child. He had one daughter. Mm-hmm. He only had one daughter, and he would go like three days on a cocaine bender. Go Just basically go sit in his private jet with cocaine and weed and – Make it, this guy used to, um, he'd have like obligations for shows and he would sit in a private jet doing drugs, singing to his favorite songs at the top of his lungs, purposely to fuck up his voice. So he'd have an excuse to tell, uh, his road managers that he has laryngitis so he doesn't have to go perform. Oh, wow. I was like, that's dedication. Dedicated. But one thing he said that like really got to me where he's like, they asked him how he's coping with his wife's death because when his wife died he what he did a book release he wrote his first book and at the worst time he had to go on a press tour for his book release but it was right when his wife is in the hospital and dying of cancer and they asked him how he's doing with it and he's like you know what he's like you kind of go back from grief to thinking so as long as you're busy you kind of start to think about you can go from being he's like i i go from grieving to thinking to my highs to my lows i was like bro that's the fucking truth because i was like it made me reflect on like how i'm dealing with my mom's situation Mm -hmm. because i you know there's not a day that goes by i don't think about my mom right and uh and i don't want to be that guy who's kind of breaking down crying all the time and being sad you know i can't be my what am i gonna i'm gonna be with my kids and my and be like, they're gonna be like, "Daddy, why are you crying?" And I'm like, "And I gotta explain to him. It just makes everything less, I guess, in, like less convenient." But I started thinking to myself, "I'm like, yeah." I was like, "Maybe that's why." Like, I have moments where I'm like, "If I have absolutely nothing to do," and I've noticed when I'm by myself, like you know, with the kids, right? They're at their aunt's house right now, and Selena's at work. I have all this time to myself. I've been preoccupying it with things, so I don't have to just be by myself. You know, because when I'm by myself, I think about things and I get sad. And uh, yesterday I go over to my brother's house and to hang out and just kind of talk. I go there probably once a weekend as much as I can. And Mark was fixing up a lawnmower and my dad was mowing the the lawn. And Erica is like, hey, let's – you should ask your dad if he wants something to drink or if he's hungry, if he's eating anything. And so she goes and makes him food and she's like comes back and she's like, man, your dad doesn't stop. Like Mark is asking like, Hey dad, go eat your sandwich, go get something to drink and relax, take a break. break." You know, you can see my dad huffing and puffing, breathing hard over there. And my dad's like, I'm good. I'm good. Just keeps going. Right. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I do the same thing. I was like, that's definitely where I get it from. So now I'm reflecting to myself 
of like, there are good things that like I'm learning about that I got from my parents and that I'm learning or just more aware of now that how I react to things is basically from my upbringing and what I've learned or watched subconsciously from my parents. Right. Right. And now I'm like trying to pick apart the things that are useful and the things that are not, because I learned, you know, we all learn negative things from our parents. That's not, doesn't make them bad parents. It's just quirks that they, you know, it's like they probably affected us in ways that they don't even realize. Like, you can be mad at your dad for five years for one circumstantial incident and then you bring it up to him and he never thought about it the entire time or even knew it affected you that much where he's like, why didn't you tell me? You know, I feel like that's where I, where I've been for the last 10 years. You know, I felt like I'm just thinking about all these things. I wish I could have changed about people instead of actually dealing with the real problem or any of my own personal issues. So now that's where I'm at, where I'm trying to look inward and learn how to cope with things about myself and the downfalls of my personality without substances. And that's difficult. Yeah. It's a, it's a different type of lifestyle. You know, you really, if you don't drink or do something just to get away for a sec, like, Hey man, you're still going to have the problem, but I don't know. It's, it is a different type of lifestyle. If you just say, Hey, I'm done drinking. And then that same issue came up that happened to you last year. Like, hmm, how do I do this? Like, yeah. it seems this is a Cause the trigger in your mind says, I need to go do well, that. I need to go do that. Cause that's how I used to deal with it. Right. That's a distraction. Yeah. And then now you're like, well, I still want to do it, but also, I'm stopping to realize and think that I, I should probably not do that. Yeah. You know, I feel that. Yeah. I mean, you go back to what you know. I mean, that's generally how it goes. And it seems like it never goes away. You just get better it's, with dealing with it. Yeah. It's always there. It just know? pops up. Yeah. Like you don't even, it could, nothing in your control makes it pop up. It's just life happens. And then it pops up and you're like, oh, well, now I'm going to sit with this thought and kind of sit on it, relax and evaluate it instead of just maintaining a certain type of pace and distracting yourself, you know? And that's kind of where I'm at now where I'm like, yeah, I got a lot of shit. I got to figure out. And it's an endless cycle. Cause I'm going to be doing this till. And like Selena tells me that I put way too much pressure on myself. I'm like, do I though? Because it's not like I'm, I could see if I was putting like, I'm a chemist trying to develop a cure for COVID or cancer or a certain disease. And then my work depends on the survival of millions of people. That's pressure. That's big pressure. You know, pressure on myself is like, Hey, expect more out of yourself because when like the times when I come up short and it's, you know, maybe that's just like, like competitiveness I've learned growing up or like something that I was, inherited from my ancestors of being competitive or just it's a trait that i'm just it's just there and and i do i engage with it or do i leave it alone you know and so like when selena says you're just being you're expecting too much out of yourself i'm like no because i mean it's i do have things you know i have a house i got a family i got i got i I have things like it's like Back to the George Carlin thing. He he did a, a bit on his special where he was talking about shit on a table. And he's like, 
when he goes to somebody's house, he's like, basically, you go to somebody else, somebody else's house, and their stuff is shit, mm-hmm. but your shit is your stuff, right, something right. like that. No. But like how we view things, kind of like I like when we're talking and we're expressing our opinions, that I think when we're all gonna think that like, and you see it in culture, you see people who comment heavily on Twitter or people have arguments on social media. We all think we're right. Yeah. And then the other person's opinion is shit. Of course. Right. We all think that. No. Right. So like, how do you get out of that? Because that's how that's never going to end. If like, we're never going to accomplish anything. If, if I feel like I'm always right and you're always wrong. Right. Even though that's, we, Everybody knows that's not true. Mm-hmm. We just want to win the argument. So so it's like when now I'm trying my best to be like, Greg, you don't know anything. Like, I don't know shit. What do I know? What am I what am I an expert in? Nothing. I have no really good skills besides talking, maybe. Bullshitting is bullshitting a skill. Some people have gotten really rich off bullshitting. Right. Yeah. Right. But, like, maybe I'm good at talking, but I'm not good with my hands. It's kind of hard to be good with my hands. I have tremors in my hands, so it's hard to do yeah. anything steady with my hands. Yeah, I know. Um, but, like, I don't – I'm not – I can't play the guitar. I can't even whistle. I can't play an instrument. I can't work on cars. I can't build things. I've tried learning, and right. it is extremely difficult. Maybe my biggest downfall is I stop once I reach a certain point of struggle, and I'm like, oh, this is too difficult. I'm just going to give up, right? And that's the one thing I really enjoyed about doing the podcast is that this is the one thing that I talked about forever doing, and, you just finally and I just finally it. did it. Right. And I put in the effort. I put in the time, and maybe nothing I say has any value. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm just speaking into the abyss, into the void, expecting – Somebody to find what I'm saying and find value in it. Yeah, but I don't find value in it. I find value in it. Does anybody else find value in it? I mean, I get people. I get you to sit here and talk with me about it. But you're my friends. Are you doing anyway? No, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, like, I just I don't have a lot of skills, and so I'm trying to be aware of my faults and what I can improve on. Right. I know, I'm five foot, what, five maybe? Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty aware. I love basketball, but I'm aware I'm not going to make it to the pros. Right. right? Gotta I got a decently good jumper, but you throw me on a full court NBA basketball court, I guarantee you I'm going to be like, I'm like, oh man, I'm used to playing in 24 hour fitness. This court is way bigger and hotter because you got people yelling at you. You got fucking distractions. You got giants fucking beating the shit out of you. Like, right. No, I want to be able to keep make it in the NBA. And there's like a part of your brain that always convinces you that you maybe it's a possibility. That's why you go play basketball again. You got to have that hope, though. You got to have that false hope. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's hope. <laughs> because, I mean, like, there are people that don't even play basketball or don't do certain things because there's no hope in making it a career. Yeah. You know? And... So it's like, like, I know people. You probably know people. Right. We're like, I'm, why, why am I going to go play basketball? I'm going to risk injury. And I'm going to go to a park or a gym and play basketball. I'm going to roll my ankle. Then I'm, then I'm not going to be able to go to work. Then my week is going to suck because right. I'm fucking, I can't do anything. That's a real factor you got to put in. 
And my dumb ass, like, looks past all those factors. I'm like, I'm just going to go play ball. I'm going to risk it. Yeah. I walk into a basketball court, and I see five guys that are about six foot five, and they look at me, and they're like, this guy is going to have a rough day. Right. And I'm like, my delusional mind is like, no, I can I can compete. Yeah. Then I go out there, and I'm like, no, I cannot. I can look like I understand basketball. At the end, basically, it's all I can get out of it is they're like, you know what? That guy definitely probably watches basketball and enjoys basketball and understands it, mm-hmm. but his body can't perform the way he thinks his mind wants it to perform, you know? Right. <laughs> and so like, so I think there's like, is it, is it wrong? Is it wrong for me to think or have false, like false hope? Like I feel like if I don't have false hope or if I don't have hope, let's just say if I, if I don't have hope, what's the point of everything? Because I need hope so my kids can learn to have it. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, 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 it's weird because like I'm, I'm learning these skills and maybe, I, you know, because I suck at a lot of things. And I thought maybe I can just maybe be a decent father, you know, and maybe that's what I'm here to do. And that's okay. Like, it's like some people who are famous comedians, actors, they're away from their families for long periods of time. And, of course, they do it for the lifestyle. Like, they do it for the money. They do it what they can provide for their family. That's a legit That's a legit argument to say, like, I, I'm away from my family weeks at a time, so they cannot go without. They can go to school, private school. They can have the life that that person didn't have, right? But that's kind of an excuse, don't you think? Like it's like, like I could say like, oh, I'm gonna isolate, like go to work and be away from my family nonstop to pay my bills and stuff, and that's that's admirable. I get it. You're yeah. providing a living and an environment that your kid can grow up in. That's not like struggle and poverty. Right. That's nice. But does a child really like you can provide the basics and provide a life for them? Because all they want is just for you to be around, right? That's, it. That's all they want. They don't need private school. They don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, just the, yeah, just as a as a parent, you just want the best for them. It's a lot of things you don't need, but you know, that's your job to guide them. That's your job to lead them. And if you feel like putting them here might have them have a better chance of succeed, I mean, I I don't know. It's uh. It's like everybody has good intention. Right. It's like every, it's like anybody who does anything that starts off with good intention. Mm-hmm. And then at the end you fuck them up and you're like, "No, well, I tried. That's I was right. good in, I had good intention." It's like a politician who become wants to work in government to make positive change. Right. But then once they actually get there, you're involved, you got corruption. You're like, "I can't get anything done unless I have these people's money on my side." Then at the end you went from a dream of wanting to make the world a better place to where now I have wallets to fill and obligations. Yeah, your intentions were, you know, yeah, good. You had pure good intentions. Didn't end that way. No, that's how it goes. And, and I think parents, humans have that. I feel like the downfall of humanity, and if humans don't succeed in surviving, like all of us, majority of us get wiped out, it's all on good intention. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just humans. We we think with the intention of doing good, but then we fuck everything up. 
Yeah, it's that instant the will to survive, man. I gotta either. It's like our own self, our own selfishness of survival overrides our empathy for everything else. Humans will always put their own survival ahead of nature, other animals. I'm like, well, that's obvious. Look at all the animals that have gone extinct mm-hmm. since just the industrial area. Right. You know, like the industrial industrial era. But, like, we've done so much damage just 200 years. Like, so, I mean, is the end-all be-all for human beings is just, hey, guys, we tried. Like, we, we tried. <laughs> no, we, we they didn't try because like most of us normal people, you know, we pay mortgages, pay rent, take care of our families. Mm-hmm. We're living life. We're trying to just handle whatever we have on our plate. You know, we all have a, a plate full of shit and we're trying to balance that shit so it doesn't fall on your nice shoes. Right. You know what I mean? You're like, I got a lot of shit. Don't want it to fuck up my Nikes. And there are people who have bigger plates of shit but are still happy because they don't need that shit to be there's they're they've accepted that that plate of shit is a plate of shit right <laughs> they're like it's always gonna be a plate of shit yep not gonna change yeah it's like sometimes it's gonna smell bad sometimes it's gonna fucking spill over sometimes it's gonna fuck up your nikes but guess what you still got a pair of nikes right some still kids don't nikes. have nikes you're not wearing reeboks the shitty nikes you just have shitty nikes covered in shit yeah but at least at the end of the day you're like you know what there's not that – I kept a certain – there could have been more shit on those Nikes. Right. That could have been – that's like the worst analogy. Yeah. We're calling yeah, the shitty Nikes. Yeah, we going with it. <laughs> well, that's the title of today's episode is shit on my Nikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, dude, like I don't know. I just – I don't know if this is boring conversation, if people are even going to listen to this. It's just like what has been weighing on my mind is how do I just be better? Yeah. Or how to accept just me being this, like – like, I have a good life. I have more than most people. No. And I appreciate it. But then there's always that thing in the back of my head that says, go get more. Yeah. And I have to fight it because I'm like, I don't need more. Okay. I don't need it. I don't need it. Just let's not smoke cigarettes today because you're a piece of shit and just go have fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Go do something fun. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy Stop your stru- life. Enjoy your life. Because what's the worst going to happen? Like, if life circumstance out of my control happens and all of it's gone, I still have my family and my kids. Yeah. And then life will go on. You just rebuild again. Right. right. Like this is the cool thing about life. It usually provides you with certain material to rebuild. I think I'm capable of that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm just like, I feel like my brain is changing and I, I'm realizing that I don't care about a lot of shit that society is telling me I should give a shit about. Right. I don't give a shit about fucking TikTok dances. I don't give a shit about all those likes and stuff. All the likes and comments. I don't care. Like I, I, I don't even like a part of me wants to just bitch and complain about everything I see. And then thinking that it's going to make me feel better if I just bitch complain about it. Right. Hey guys, this is Greg. Just giving you a friendly reminder to follow us on Instagram at the Wild Weird, at YouTube at the Wild Weird, basically every single social media site, the Wild Weird. Really appreciate everybody who's liked and subscribed so far. To everybody new, hit that ring notification button and you'll get notified as soon as new episodes come out. Thank you.
Like yeah. it's like I'm making a constant debate. Should I bitch? Should I not? Should I bitch? Should I not? Is there a point? Do every time I see a chick fucking standing there and I can't like when you go on th- just scrolling through TikTok and it's like a chick just standing there like I'm I'm looking sexy I'm in my stuff mm-hmm. it's like good for you I get it like you look nice right but in a way it looks insane like 20 years ago that would have been insane right you're like what are you doing like you're you're like what are you trying to get out of this what are you trying to feel what do you feel right now what what is going through your mind. How are you feeling? What are you seeking out of this? Try to seek money. I mean, we're all trying to get money, followers, but it's an endless pit because yeah. now you're basing how you feel based on your responses. If you get no responses, you're going to be depressed and sad. Right. It's going to ruin you. It's going to ruin your week. It's going to ruin your month. You get a lot of likes. You're going to feel that dopamine high, right? You're like, oh man, bunch of perverts on fucking TikTok like my ass today. Right. So now you're basing your va- your value on a bunch of weirdos that comment you. You don't even know if they're real. Yeah, you don't know if they're bots. You don't know if they're good guys. They're shitty human beings. You don't know anything about them. You literally just see a face and a name and a number, and you're basing your value of how you feel about yourself on that number. Right, and that's in our culture now. That's dangerous. It is <laughs> because we're promoting a culture that makes people miserable, hoping that you make money off of it that'll counterbalance that misery. And how you feel about yourself. But then what really happens, it just never goes away. It's a bottomless pit. It's like it's like going from a 35-inch TV to a 60-inch TV. You're like, fuck, that's cool. I never had a 60-inch TV. I've had a 35 t- 35-inch TV my whole life. Yeah. But after two weeks, it's just your TV. Yeah. It, it, you think, you think this is, oh, I watch fucking, I get the TV. I set it up. I watch an NFL game on HD. Fucking cool. New experience. Great. After two weeks of doing it, you're like, this is just my TV now. Now there's no point. Because, like, I can, for me, I get the same experience watching a TV show on Hulu on my phone than I get on my TV. Yeah. Right? What's the the fucking point of TVs now? It's all, nobody should have a TV. They should just have a monitor if they have a game console because you can do everything on it. Right. If anything, those are more like de- defined and have a better graphic than a television, right? If you get like a certain computer monitor or like a high, oh, yeah, like so. a good quality curved screen, whatever professional gaming monitor are going to be way better graphics than a Samsung 60 inch TV. Right? right. And, but once you get used to that, you just get used to that. So it's like our culture to me is it's i don't know what's next what do you think is next what do you think like what is cuz i mean you know trump has his truth social app now which i guess is like if you go on the free app s- section on your phone it's on there like oh, wow. in the top 5 or something like people are on it oh okay maybe you know a majority of people just go on out of curiosity i've never gone on it but you know you're going to have opinions about that people are going to be like you're going to have people like oh fuck facebook i'm going on truth social great cool <laughs> I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. Then you got people that avoid it because they think if somehow they're affiliated with Truth Social or even looking at it, they're racist or they support Trump. Why are you worried about that? But they have the time to worry about it. Right. You know, I have other things to worry about. I don't want my kids to be those people. A part of me wants the, my kids to grow up to be a kid from like the 80s or 90s, mm-hmm. you know, who's like your parent when you're at home and it's nice outside. They're like, go the fuck outside. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go. Don't come back till the street lights are on, and mm-hmm. like, and then tell me about your day. Like, is that not? I know now people stress about things. They stress about kidnappers. They stress about 
uh, dangers outside. We worry about that more. None of it's changed. It might slightly increase. Who knows? But like that's just a fear that's increased. But 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that's what people did. Yeah, right? Just... They just did it. They let their kids go outside. And then when they came home, don't, don't do you remember that? I remember so many times where like I would have like some days were not eventful, but some days were fucking an adventure. Right. You're like, this is fucking lo- I played basketball today. I played kickball. I got yeah. beat up. I beat somebody else up. I fucking right. found a dollar. I got some burritos. I went and played to my, I went to my friend's house, played hide and go seek in his garage, played some fucking Nintendo, fucking saw a like set of tits today, like yeah, got this- my dick touched. Went back home. Your mom asked you what happened. You didn't tell her you got your dick touched. You didn't tell her you saw some titties. You're like, but mom, I went on a fucking adventure. And then when you went on the Disney Channel or watched a movie, Mm -hmm. you saw other kids fucking doing it. And then you're you're like, my fucking day was better than fucking Lewis's on Even Stevens. You're like, you know, (laughs) like, where is that now? Are we robbing children of these experiences? Of the chance? Like, of course there's risk. There's always risk. There was always a risk when we did it. We sometimes we came back and we could barely walk because we were so tired. We didn't eat or our we rolled an ankle. <laughs> yeah, but we still had to get home. Yeah, we still had to get home. Yeah, and you know we're like, fuck, I gotta get home by this time. But I gotta stop by Jack in the Box and get me two Junior Bacon's. Right. You know, like that was our deal when they were a dollar. Yeah, when they were a dollar, and then you get all the escalates. You're like, I gotta get home, but also I want to go to my friend's house and smoke right. a joint before I go back home and try to hide it from my parents. Yeah. You know, those were adventures. Yeah. And now, be- yeah, they lost that adventure just because... I the mean, parents won't even allow them to have an adventure because yeah. we're scared. Yeah. We think that if we if our kids go play outside, they're getting abducted by fucking ref, like Russian soldiers or something. Yeah, you, you just you never know in today's age, you know. Now kids sit inside, and it's a different fear. They hop on their computer, and they're like, fuck, Mom, fucking uh, Nazi robot 22 has been... Call me a douche and a pussy all day. <laughs> Dang. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, honey. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Why don't you write it back and <laughs> be like, yeah. hey, Nazi puss, like, yeah. Yeah. defend yourself. Like how we were told, like, if a bully picked on us, right. you got to stand your ground. You got to, you got to not let them push you around. You got to stand up, for, not necessarily like punch them, right. but like just stand up for yourself and they'll yeah. leave you alone. That bully will leave you alone. Yeah. Now it's like, son, go back on Twitch. And fucking tell that guy to leave you alone. <laughs> you, leave you, alone. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. they're not gonna leave you alone. They don't. You don't even know who they are, and you're right. like, and you're allowing a person who you'll never meet, right? Who has no value to you to have words that affect you. Like, I get like words do hurt people, right. right? But I get you know I get in debates with Selena about this. I'm like, yeah, words do hurt people, but. That's really up to the individual who's letting the words hurt them, right? It's no different than you can – if you have a racist person say something to you, you can be like, well, that sucks. You're kind of racist, and that's kind of uncalled for. But I'm still going to go get me some fucking food right. and not worry about you whiteies calling me fucking nasty shit, right? <laughs> right? You can have that response. I think that is probably the preferred response, right? Like I'm going to – like you're allowed to have whatever response you want. Right. But what's 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 be, like better for you? Because like in your experience of being a black man, like you have you had those experiences of like yeah, I've dealt with some racism, but also there's times when you're like I've dealt with some racist assholes and just didn't care because I'm like fuck this dude. I don't know. It just depends on what situation you're in. I mean, 
uh, people people are going to say their thing. Like it's nothing you can really do about it. Do but... you remember the first time somebody said something nasty to you? Like according to race. Hmm. I don't know. I, it's uh, it's not necessarily what things uh, that what someone told me or said to me. It's more of something that I've noticed. I guess more when I was younger. Because you know, obviously, you had experiences and growing up that I've never have like I've never had to deal with right. because of circumstance and kind of a privilege. But like, do you remember the time when you're like, oh hey, I didn't really think about this. Like, but I am different and. Sometimes people might treat me a little different because of the color of your skin. Hmm. Because, like, you, me and you've never really talked about this. Yeah, that's like, fair. Do I... you remember when your parent? did your parents ever have that conversation with you about, like, hey, Jordan, like, if you are getting put in these situations, this is how you handle it. Or if you're, like, how you deal with certain circumstances? Yeah, I try to deal with certain circumstances different because some people – portray a certain way I'm supposed to act. You yeah. know, I'm supposed to get a rise out of this. I'm supposed to act this certain type of way, but I don't know. I just, I just, I'm just me. That's all I worry about. You know, whatever you got to say, man, I hope you figure it out within yourself, but I got, sh I got shit to do. Yeah. You know? um, that's really, that's what I'm saying. It's like up to the individual. Cause you could allow yourself. Right. That's the thing. Like, Imagine you live in an environment and people are just hitting you with negativity, negativity, negativity. You can't avoid it. Like you could choose mm -hmm. to not let it affect you. You could try to ignore it. Right. Some people might just be better at it than others at ignoring things, right? Mm -hmm. But like if you chose every day to let every single negative thing in the world affect you. Right. Because we know what happens to a lot of those people. It'll, it'll destroy you. It'll man. destroy you and you end it. Right. Or you end up ending other people or doing something drastic and affecting other people. Mm -hmm. Right? Because when you feel a lot of pain, there are people that want to make others feel that pain. Yeah. Right? And it's a justifiable feeling because you're like – it's kind of sad because you're like – it's unfortunate that those people had to live that way. And deal with that amount of pain because their certain personality couldn't deflect it or couldn't handle the pressure or process the emotion or just let it go. Some people just can't let it go. You know, like that that was kind of my big problem growing up where I was told things like from, you know, I'm not going to put family members on blast, mm. but I was told a lot like, oh, you're just this. You're not this. You're not what I like basically telling me that you're not a man or you're not this way. Oh, why are you this way? When it's just like, so when you're just being yourself and then people are telling you that what you're being is not what they think you should be. Yeah. It does make you feel insecure because it makes you think back. Like, is there something wrong with me? Is there like, cause this is who I am. But to some people, they think there's something wrong with it. And, you know, I didn't really grow up in it in an environment where like my personality was necessarily or my interests were supported. It was always like, why do you like this? Why do you like these things? Why are you different? Why are, why do you enjoy these things that we don't enjoy? And that follows you. I did. I thought at the time, like that might not affect me. I'm like, well, I'm still going to fucking go buy a fucking outcast album and listen to my rap music and go play my video games and be interested in the things I'm in. 
And now, you know, being a 30-year-old man, I still feel that insecurity a lot of like if people kind of tell me like, why are you like this? Because I get it a lot. I get, no matter where I'm at, I never – I always – I am always told, oh, Greg, you're a, you're a weird dude. You're a little strange. You're a little goofy. You're a little this. Then you're around family members. They tell you, oh, Greg, you're still like a little goofy. And they kind of make you feel bad about yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel I'm... bad about myself a lot. Hmm. I don't think you should feel bad about yourself, man. I mean, it's it's you. As long as it's like the authentic you, it's nothing to feel bad about. People always want you to be a certain type of way or way they see you. But like, hey, I'll do something a little different. But the intentions behind it is pure because it's coming from me. It's yeah. nothing I'm trying to get from you because generally I can get whatever I want for myself. Like, I don't know. I just... Worrying about people's opinions will drive you crazy, man. It will, like, dude. It'll it make just, you sad, you know? It can put you down, man. It'll put you in a funk. Just, like, don't listen to it, man. Like, what do you think of yourself, man? Just yeah, just stop giving – we should yeah. all just stop giving a shit about what other people think. It would make life so much simpler. A lot of people want to have issues and saying, wow, I should end my life. Like, Yeah, because if you just say, hey, dude, I don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm going to do me and be, be me. Yeah, be happy. Those yeah. people will leave you alone, and then the other people that – you want in your life will gravitate towards you. Like oh, if it wasn't for Selena, like I would probably be like in a bad place. That's Selena's true. like one of the only people that ever fully supported me in anything. Selena has never once not supported me in anything. Mm-hmm. And to have a woman like that, or just that person in your life who's like your best friend, yeah. and then also like this down ass chick that always supports all the decisions you make, no matter how dumb they are. You know, because like I can tell her like, man, I just made a bad decision, right? And like with the podcast, she fully supported me on this and it required sacrifice. Like, you know, she was like, you know, like, she's like, I just want you to be happy and follow your dream. I want you to do what you want to do. If this is what you want to do, I support you and go do it. Right. And like at the end, let's say at the end where I'm an old man and we're still together, I can just to be able to say like, like to have that loyalty you know, where like you have that person that you're just you're fully loyal to and she's loyal to you. It's like that's hard to find. You find it in friends, I find it in you. I have a lot of people I have you and Selena that are loyal to me. The two most random motherfuckers in the world. Yeah. That I just circumstantially like and it's all circumstantial. Like it's like there's a part of me that would like to think that like that's a universe just fucking aligning, this is all meant to be, but it's just like the odds of it happening are so low. That not a lot of people get this. It's all luck. Like luck, you can't appreciate things fully if you don't realize you're lucky. Right. You know, like fuck. I was lucky enough to meet a down ass woman. Met a lot of undown women throughout my life. You yeah, know? I feel it. You got those too. <laughs> you know, I had my negative. I did. I didn't treat those women right. They didn't treat me right. It was a bad combo. But we were in each other's lives. All right, and it did not end well for anybody. Except for me, because I miss Selena. I don't know what they're going through. Hopefully, they're happy. But, <laughs> hey, hallelujah to Selena. I got fucking a down-ass woman. Yeah. And some people don't even get the opportunity to have that in their life, and they can search for it their whole life. Yeah. And who knows? 20 years from now, me and Selena might not work out, and then move on, and we move on, and we go in a different direction in our lives. Yeah, That's life. It yeah, happens. That is life. I'm not going to say I did it. Like, when you look back on it, you're going to be like, well, the, was that a waste of time? No, it wasn't a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You We... You and we that was a life experience. As long as you don't look back in the past and you'd be like, you know what? 
I gained value of that because I would not be the person I am today if me and you did not share that experience. Right. Right. And and also, you respect that person because they're the mother of your children, and I would not have my children if it wasn't for her. Yeah, so. It's like, I, I would do anything for Selena. Like, I, I am 100% loyal to that woman. I would never do anything that would, like, I wouldn't say disappoint because disappointment happens whether you want it to or not. Right. You could do everything you think a person wants, and you can disappoint them. But, like, I wouldn't do anything intentionally to hurt her or to show disloyalty or lack of commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Because Selena's my ride or die. She's my bitch, dude. Selena's yeah. my bitch. Yeah. It's a different She's my bottom bitch. Yeah. It's a different ball game now because people are on some different type stuff, man. Like, people, I think, don't even know what to fucking look for. Like, I'm just. I need to find me a girl and we can be a power couple and we can fucking change the game together. She's my ride or die. She's my fucking Rihanna to yeah, my ASAP Rocky. Know, yeah. They don't know what that type of stuff means, though. I mean, you don't know what any. They don't know what any of it means because that person, <laughs> like, what do you have of substance? Because right. they just make you feel good. If yeah, people base it off a of feeling, but I don't know. You got to look for certain qualities in a person. You know? Yeah, you do. I mean, and it's a trial <laughs> and error process. Sometimes you get it wrong. Most of the time, you get it wrong. Yeah, look at yeah, yeah, you know? happens, man. But if you didn't have those experiences before, you wouldn't. Your mind wouldn't know how to what to look for. You right. wouldn't know what to like, what to find, or what's going to attract you. It's mm. like your mind reformulates itself. And then, like, okay, so now I know what to look for and not to look for, and I'm going to create a gravity field that will attract those types of people mm-hmm. and will give off a certain vibe. No, right? yeah. Yeah, you can feel people's energy, man. Like, it's all, it's get... all a sense of magnetism. Yeah, really. I tell Selena all the time, the only, Selena is the only per- woman I've ever met that could touch my leg and give me a full rock-hard erection. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I knew that. The, I knew that our first date. Look, and I lived in my apartment right yeah. when Susie left. It was like a couple months after Susie left, and me and Selena. I had I had my old kitten, so it was me and my kitten living right. in my apartment by herself. She was like couple. She was like couple months old. Selena comes over. I get some Chinese food. We're sitting at the table. You gotta think my apart. I live in a one bedroom apartment with a couch, a kitchen table, and mm. a mattress on the floor in my room. I had nothing, maybe five plates and like two cups. Yeah, you doing all right? Like you've been to that apartment. That apartment wasn't nice. Yeah. I felt like a hobbit in a hole. Like yeah. it was not great. Yeah. But Celine didn't care. I drove a fucking minivan, bro. <laughs> I drove. I drove a Toyota Sienna minivan right. without a driver's license <laughs> and no car about? insurance no. for months. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Greg. Think of this. That's if it wasn't funny. for Selena, I wouldn't even got my driver's license back. i was a bub but the moment i I knew in that moment we're sitting on the couch i think i was so poor dude i didn't even have a television i had a laptop that we'd watch movies on right no i had not a laptop i had a uh the the first generation ipad oh all right (laughs) and i didn't have wi-fi i was still my neighbor's wi-fi because they had an unsecured (laughs) password and i was able to get their shit so like uh (laughs) We're sitting there watching, fuck, maybe like a Marvel movie. I think it was Deadpool. Is that right when Deadpool came out? Because I knew a couple of illegal sites where you could watch shitty quality movie yeah, theater watch, movies. You can watch right? a little something, you know. And so we're sitting there, and Selena, we're just kind of like, you know, I didn't coming out coming into that. I'm like, I like this girl. We like each other. We know we like each other. All right. But coming out of the relationship I just had with a girl is 
significantly younger than me, mm-hmm. and then I didn't want to disrespect or try to pursue anything. I'm not like, – I wasn't trying to just have sex with Selena. I mean I'm very attra- – I was very attracted to her. So I mean but I was – when it happens, it happens. There was no expectation. But the moment we're sitting on the couch and she puts her hand on my lap, I was like – It's all <laughs> – I was like yeah. – it's like my brain just goes, ooh, mm-hmm. blood straight to the bone. Yep. Gave me a not a half chub, a full chub. <laughs> no, we ain't playing out here. We're not we're not playing half chubs out here. No. She gave me a full chub. I'm just like uh, I look over and just think smile. I'm just like, I'm gonna marry you one day. Yeah. This is magic. Magic. Yeah. And yeah, I still t- I'll occasionally like it'll pop up from time to time, but when Selena's like we'll be like sitting in the car going to pick up the kids or something, and she'll be like, I love you. I'd be like, I love you too. I was like, I knew that you're the woman for me. Since you're the only one to touch my leg and give me a full erection, I don't even need you to touch my dick. <laughs> I knew it was real, yeah. right? I was like, we have two kids out of it. Yeah, I was like, I, you, you could. There's something there, and it's like, it's like, out of all, to rotate back to the things I suck at and the things that I, I, I come up short in. I think the one thing my brain does has a good, my brain has good, universal, synchro, uh, synchronicity timing mm-hmm. it's like it's like they're like greg you suck at everything else you miss all the cues we try to line you up with opportunity but you fuck it up but the one time like the one time we're gonna get it right is with her and you did it there you go i'm cool with that i can live with that i can live with if selena and my children are the only right decision i've ever made in my entire life yeah man you got a lot out of it you got a wife you got kids yeah and, and what's fuck it's still i'm still i'm not old i'm 31 years old i still you gotta think we're gonna most likely, statistically, we'll live another double our life. Right. We think that we've been through a lot now in the first 31 years of our life. We're going to go through more shit. Oh, yeah. The world's going to go through some more shit. Yep. We'll and we'll get through it. Mm-hmm. You'll get through it. I'll get through it. We'll get through it. The world will keep going on. And if we can just accept what we're in control of and what we're not in control of, then we can live happier life. You know what I mean? No. You're going to be such a – it's funny. I'm going to be like – we're going to be like old men. Yeah. I'm going to look like my dad. Yeah. I'm going to be like this old Mario-looking <laughs> motherfucker with a big-ass nose. Because you know your nose and ears keep growing. Can you imagine that my nose and my ears get bigger in the next 30 years? Like how yeah. fucking awkward my face is going to look? Yeah. <laughs> and then I grow like a big-ass beard. I'm going to look like my dad. You're going to definitely look like Samuel L. Jackson or James Earl Jones. No, man. Jones, <laughs> like You're like 75 years old and – Overalls have been out of fashion for like 20 years, and you brought them back. I'm like, yeah, full circle, Jordan. Full circle. Yeah, that's life. Yeah, you're like, man, these overalls can, you know, I can take these into space, and they attach to my space suit. Right. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're, you're the, <laughs> you're, you're like the evolved version of your dad, except yeah. your dad had denim overalls. You got space suit overalls. Space suit. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah. I'm in life. I know, dude. And like, I feel like every episode ends with like philosophical stuff. But I mean like I mean like what is what else matters? Yeah, not you a know? whole lot, man. I, I don't know. It's You know what matters though? The fans matter. And yeah. fans, we thank you for listening and commenting and responding and following us on Instagram and YouTube. Really appreciate it. I don't know. You guys send me suggestions if you want YouTube content because to be honest with you, I really enjoy just doing audio only. 
I like just the conversation aspect and not having to worry about the video. And then plus, I don't have a videographer anymore, and that shit gets expensive. So if anybody knows how to edit video and takes less than what you probably deserve to get paid, hit me up. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Come on through. You know? Come on through. Yeah. We got a good squad here of me and Jordan, sometimes Juan. I'm debating. Put him on blast. I'm putting you on blast, Juan. Yeah. I know you'll listen to this episode. Caesar, you're going to hear this and you're going to laugh because you love hearing me make fun of Juan. But I'm putting you on blast, Juan. If you want to be part of the podcast, fucking show up. Okay? Don't make excuses like my sister's having her second quinsay or something and she's uh, 26 she, years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's 30 now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, Just like, come on. Like, step it up, Juan. Yep. You're not the Juan anymore <laughs> yeah. but i really appreciate you guys listening jordan thank you for coming on always man thank you it's always a me. fucking wonderful conversation always i i always just talk and you just listen and then you pipe in with some wisdom no i got you bro i can't believe the glasses that you are you look like you're about to go fucking fight vampires with your blade glasses ain't no blade glasses those look like what are those oakley's <laughs> Be nice glasses. They're fucking makeshift or like they generic ain't, Oakleys. They ain't, they ain't, you either got those from your work or no, you bought them at a gas station. <laughs> nah, man, I got these glasses. You got them online or did somebody give you those glasses? No matter, I got the glasses. You bought them at a sportsman's warehouse. I don't want to have no sportsman's warehouse, but I got the glasses. Did you buy them at a place where you buy camping stuff? Greg, I can't remember. You definitely bought them from like a big five. Hey, they're nice glasses. They're nice, but you also look like you're, like, if you put those glasses on and dressed up like a bee and, like, fought crime, you'd look like a superhero. Those look like protective goggles for a makeshift Catwoman. Oh, shit. You're crazy, Greg. Calling you're you talking cat, nonsense calling now, you man. Catman. Trying to cut you off now. Either that, or you're, <laughs> either that or you're about to go, like, cycle across the mountainside. Jeez. To keep the wind out of your eyes and the sun. Right. The elements. Oh, God, dude. Yeah, you definitely look like you're about to go put out fires with those glasses. You never know, man. Maybe we should end the podcast on, like, a, a roast of Jordan, like, <laughs> nah, the nah. JT roast, where I just make <laughs> yeah. fun of you. You better go find Ron. You better go find <laughs> Ron well, Juan's not here. I can't make fun of Juan. <laughs> it's less funny if he's not here. Yeah. Even though lately he's been kind of, like, getting mad at me. I feel like at work he's been kind of, like, short with me. And kind of like can't take my personality. He used to be very patient with me. And then now it's just like if I say something, it pisses him off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah. that's what – maybe that's this thing though. Like like when I say I'm trying to be more myself. Just be you, dude. Who cares? The be- <laughs> Like me being me is being really annoying. <laughs> but it's so fun. I love it. I love being annoying because I know it bothers you guys. Like right now I'm like making yeah. fun of your glasses. You're like, shut the fuck up, Greg. Yeah, Greg. Like, come on, man. You can insult me too, but nobody ever comes back with insults. Like that's one thing. Maybe I should just start roasting people for a living. <laughs> like because I can roast people, but they don't nearly hit me back. Uh... Like, like I can sit here and make fun of you and look, say that you look like a – that you should be wearing spandex <laughs> or a rubber suit right now with your glasses. Yeah, our and you're, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> see, there we go. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, people really hit me back, back with a comeback. Yeah. And I'm not that good of an insulting person, but like when I can insult people, they don't insult me back. All right, Greg. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you look like you're about to go scuba dive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg. So anyways, on the next episode. Did you pick up a hobby of like what are those people that wear the suits that, like, you have bees and they have the suits on and they, like, oh, feed bees or whatever? Man, I don't know what that is. They're a, a bee beekeeper or something? Bee, you look like a beekeeper superhero. Oh, well, thanks, Greg. 
Yeah, after calling you beekeeper for now. <laughs> As a beekeeper. Oh, okay. All right, great. All right, All right you let it out. Now. Uh, I, I'm pausing because I want you to insult me back, but you're not hitting me with anything. Jesus. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Wild Weird, the Wild Weird on Twitter. I'm trying to build the Twitter following. I don't feel like I have a huge. Do you? Are you on Twitter? I probably got one of those. Does anybody use Twitter? Like <laughs> yeah, the TikTok know. is growing. People are watching the videos on TikTok. I barely right. show my face on anything. I'm not sure if you guys noticed this, but like. I don't like making recorded videos of my content. Mm-hmm. So nobody, like, I haven't, I don't think anybody's seen my face since the last time I made a video of promoting an episode when I was driving in my car. But I post snippets or sound bites of podcasts. Like, there will be a couple snippets from this. But I really appreciate everybody who's been listening, following us. Uh, follow Jordan at JT Ballin. It's, uh, yeah, JT Ballin, uh, 23, yeah. And then, uh, then you have your other Instagram, right? Yeah, JLT twenty uh, four underscore seven underscore <laughs> seven. Yeah. If you guys need some inspirational quotes, yeah, messages, yeah. and words of positive affirmation, because Jordan's just trying to spread the positivity. Right. Jordan's about halfway to becoming a evangelical pastor, but. <laughs> Slash superhero. Oh my god, would that be hilarious? Like you as like an evangelical superhero? Is there such a thing? Like a superhero that fights crime and then asks you to come to church on Sunday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. You ever watch The Righteous Gems? Do you have HBO? Uh, I got a couple different ones. I so. feel like you'd really enjoy The Righteous Gemstones. Shout okay. out. Everybody should check out The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Right. Adam Devine. Um What's his face? Uh, Danny McBride, John Goodman. Such a funny show. Check it out. But thank you guys. And thank you for listening to another episode of The Wild Weird. And thank you, Jordan, for talking with me. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Bye.